From the Rose City in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon, home of bikes, books, bridges, beards, food carts, startups, and indie coffee. Grab your dog, snatch your hammer and beer, leave your umbrella at home. Welcome to the Tiny House Podcast. Welcome, everybody, back to the Tiny House Podcast. I'm This is Perry, and I've got Mark and Michelle with me. Hi, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. It's nice to see you all. Coffee in hand. Coffee, the chai in hand. <laughs> what you got over there, Mark? I got coffee, too. Awesome. But I don't have a tiny house hangover like some people do. <laughs> yeah, it must be a good thing. Michelle, why don't you tell us why are we why are we hung over with tiny houses? Where, are we hung over? Where have you been? So I so we had um, last weekend. Obviously, today's Wednesday. I don't even know what day of the week it is. Um, so today's Wednesday. Um, so last weekend on Friday we had the unconference here in Portland, um, and I was there. You know, seven o'clock in the morning till three o'clock in the afternoon, and then we had the epic mixer at the Caravan Tiny House Hotel. Um, which truly was epic and a ton of fun. We were all joking. It was kind of like Facebook come to life. Um, <laughs> and then there was the after party. Ooh. So some of us went clubbing in downtown Portland. On Are Friday you serious? Night. You did go clubbing? Yes. Wow. It was crazy. Okay, and then Saturday morning. I just don't see those two mixing. I imagine tiny houses. Yeah, I imagine them as introverts. And so no one wants to go out and meet other people. Well, this um, person that I went clubbing with um, is from Indiana, so he's not from here. Got it. Um, and Indiana is so boring, you know, comparative to see it, to Portland, and so he really wanted to see... Sorry, Indiana listeners. Yeah, so, he, so, <laughs> so he really wanted to see what Portland was all about, so that was fun. Um, Where'd you guys go? Just um, we went clubbing in Old Town. Okay. Yeah, so we went to a few bars down there in Old Town. What's that place you have? Um, cool. What's that? What's that club that uh, your relatives? Oh, that's done. Oh, that's been done oh. for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. okay. So um, that, but that kind of, I think you know, in retrospect, that probably wasn't. I just like overdid it on Friday in general. <laughs> so it's a hangover, hangover. Well, I, I, at this point, it's still a tiny house hangover. But Saturday morning, it definitely was a hangover. hangover. You, know, you know what you take for a tiny house hangover, right? With tiny aspirin, baby aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> but a bum. But a bum. Anyway, so, unconference. So, so you were that, there early. Actually, yeah. we were all there kind of early. You brought coffee. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I don't drink we had over, what, <laughs> awesome. We had over 80 people show up at the little church yes. for the tiny house unconference. Yes. Well, and it was your first tiny house unconference. Yes, it was my first. first unconference, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was my first unconference at all. I kind of yeah. had no, not a lot, you know, had never attended one before. Didn't really know really what to expect. Mm-hmm. What'd you so think? Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Um, it was awesome. I mean, I think I think the biggest, the, the most impressive thing for me. Um, so a lot of people came because they heard about it on in the Portland Business Journal. Um, so there were a lot of not tiny house people there. Okay. Um, and so I think that was really refreshing to me. I mean, I think that that was really awesome. Was not just to meet up people outside the tiny house world, but to again sort of be reaffirmed that of how many, what the demographics are. Tiny houses just really appeal to a broad, you know, a broad spectrum um, of people. Right. Um, it was really fun. The, the, the forum was was awesome. That little church with the, you know, the all the different little rooms and the backyard and the, oh, the, and backyard the veranda. Fantastic. I mean, that was, that was really fun. So, 
yeah, I really, I enjoyed it and uh, made a couple new friends. And one of them actually is coming out to help me work on my tiny house um, on the 28th. So, can't beat that for cool. results, right? I got free labor out of the deal. Yeah, <laughs> and free labor. I think we were fortunate, too, because not only were there a bunch of new to tiny house people there, but we had the kind of the who's who of tiny house people yeah. that were there. Yep. Joan Grimm, T. Williams. Darren, Darren Williams, Williams, no relation. Mm-hmm. Um, Cole from Caravan, Lynn Menard. <clears throat> I mean, it was yeah. you, It was everybody. Yeah. It's like it was there. It was fantastic. Right. And then for the listeners, can we just just in a in a one sentence describe what an unconference is? Sure. I don't know if you can hear. <laughs> 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 Here's a really hard enough question. Go. No. <laughs> um, a tiny house unconference is 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 any time in length. We did it for seven hours that day, and it's basically. The, all the attendees set the agenda that morning over the first hour or so, and then it's many multiple concurrent breakout sessions, and people are encouraged to kind of wander in and out of them as it as it kind of hits their interest. And uh, and it's not um, led by the person that suggests the topic. It's supposed to be a roundtable discussion in each one. And uh, so what... what uh what uh, sessions did you guys attend? I, I have a really interesting one that just kind of spontaneous rose up from... Uh, a couple of people who, who didn't go to one of the sessions that were ongoing at the time where we talked about financing tiny houses with loans and oh, nice. potentially uh, completion insurance, which was a really interesting topic. What did you guys listen to, uh, participate in? Well, the first one, um, I um, so one of the ladies um, had brought up, you know, wrote on a little piece of paper, and then, you know, she, she said she wanted to talk about getting started. But she admittedly said that she didn't really understand what it took to get started. You know, what is the, what is, you know, what's, what steps do you have to go through? What decisions? Like, a lot of people are really overwhelmed. So I, my first session that I attended was getting started. um, And I, just because I felt like I had a lot to contribute. um, And so I kind of took over that session, to be perfectly honest, and got my little whiteboard up there. And we talked about when you get started, really kind of the first decision that you make if you look at a decision tree, and I drew a decision tree, um, really has to do with whether or not is your tiny house going to be on foundation or is your tiny house going to be on wheels? Because those are like the the first thing you kind of have to get solid in your mind because then every decision after that, you know, it's two completely different kind of divergent paths. And there was an equal number of people that were considering tiny houses on wheels as well as tiny house on vegetation. And we discussed a lot about the differences between the two, uh, besides the obvious. Um, So that was really helpful. Yeah. Okay. The first one I attended was uh, at first, for the first half hour of the hour and a half, there was only three of us there. But it was a guy that wanted to talk about a tiny house of business in general, but business he was working on. And he happened to, uh, his name was Don, I don't remember his last name, but he started and sold three coffee shops here in Portland. And he and his family are moving to uh-oh, Colorado Springs. Huh. And so he's oh, building that guy. A, yeah. That guy was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So him and his family with yeah. like two kids yep. are living in an RV or right 100 now. square yep. feet. And the funniest yep. thing was he was like, I want to move into a tiny house for more square footage. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah that's less than 100 square foot RV. But so they're built. They're in the process of building it right now. But they're running into in Colorado Springs some of the things you'd expect, which is you know even though that's where tumbleweed is, um, they're they're running into well they they want literally where people can come in and have coffee in the tiny house. Oh, <laughs> so so the challenge is from the city's perspective. Well. Is this a house? Is it a restaurant? Is it a mobile cart? Is it a food cart? Well, it's really none of those things. There's no, there's no way to really define it. So they're running into the 
different, same kind of challenges that Caravan ran into, which is, well, what are you really? And once they decided to define it the way they did it with Caravan, um, it worked. And, and so he's still trying to figure that out. With the ultimate nightmare being, he'll build it in Portland, he'll move it there with his family, and they'll say, yeah, you can't do business here. Yeah. Right. Which is actually, I mean, that's that's true kind of, um, you know, that mantra definitely extends to everybody in the tiny house world. Like, what right. is this? Is it an ADU? Is it an RV? Are you living in it? Is it your studio? So, yeah, I think that's also important to right. kind of point to make is that uh, that, that uh, we'll call it identity crisis, I think, extends to any tiny house regardless of what it's being used yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. So you said, Perry, you said that uh, you were talking about tiny house financing. Yeah, the, this woman, Angela, she's a, she's a tiny house builder. She built her own tiny house and then sold it. Interestingly enough, she sold it for exactly the same amount that it cost her to build it. She was not able to realize any value of her time and But she's going to make it up in volume, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's looking into the... She was there because she wanted to explore potential business opportunities in tiny houses. And we were just... We had gotten to, I was interested in the, 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 uh, the uh, numbers behind her build when she said it cost her 15000 in materials to build her tiny house. And then we started talking about, well, how do people actually fund their tiny houses? And Darren had, by that time, Darren had come around right. um, to participate in this conversation. And he was talking about how difficult it is for people to come up with the funding. And this woman, Angela, it took her three years to build her tiny house. And the reason why is because... One, she didn't, she didn't have enough money to do it all straight away, so mm-hmm. she had to do it when money was available. Right. Two, she didn't have time because she was working full-time. And then, um, oh, the third reason was because she had never built a tiny, anything really before, so right. she, there was this learning curve that she had to process right. through. And so, um, of course, it, I, as I understood, as I thought, as I think I understand the, the overarching mission of the Unconference was to explore business opportunities right. Right. in tiny houses. And so we were thinking... Um, so, so what is the business opportunity in tiny houses? And, you know, Mark, you and I have talked about looking at workshops and right. seminars right. and DVDs and building. And um, Darren was saying, you know, don't even think about building because there's just no money in there, in, in it. And right. so I was wondering whether or not financing tiny houses could be where the money is. And Angela was saying that, you know, like I said, that she was struggling coming up with the funding. And Darren was saying that most of his customers, he has built 16 homes in a year and yeah. something like that, 19 maybe. And he said two-thirds of his customers had per- taken out personal loans to build their tiny houses. Uh, the other uh, portion of his total customer base had either gotten money from friends and family or they had done like Angela, which is, you know, they, they paid when they had Pays the money. Bootstrapped. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so we started talking about whether or not um, banks would be willing to loan in the same way that they do for home construction. Mm-hmm. And by that time, gave the who was a member of your team organizing the conference, right. who was a CEO of, of some kind of company, he came... Roofing. Roofing company, yeah, he's yes. the roofing guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Roofing yeah, yeah. So he came into the conversation, and we started talking about, well, so is it possible to get banks to fund this kind of thing? And if, if so, would they need completion insurance? So completion insurance it comes out of the movies, and it's like if these... Um, these production houses, they take out this insurance on movies, and if the director doesn't and the producer d- don't complete the movie, the amount of money that was spent on the movie up to the point where they quit really? is covered with insurance. That's yeah. fast. That would be a fascinating concept. Yeah, and so we were trying to see if you could apply that to uh, tiny house builds, and it, it, it got really, really interesting, um, bottom line. And so I was really impressed with our conversation coming out of that conversation because it really how how we ended up having that session was Angela was kind of 
floating around the space because she didn't have. She wanted to have a particular conversation, and no one showed up for her oh, wow, conversation. Okay. So yeah. she was just floating around, yeah. and I I wasn't planning to go to any of the first session. And then we just kind of bumped into each other and started talking, and then we moved back into the room where she was going to have hers, and yeah. then it just developed. And, and that's what it exactly. So, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what it's all about. I bumped into her at the conference, as you know, after the unconference on Friday that we had the 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 big conference on Saturday and Sunday, and I bumped into her on Saturday at the regular conference. Um, she's really lovely. Um, you know, and I, I know her, and I've seen her around, and, oh. and uh, but we bumped into each other and had a really nice chat. And, again, you know, yesterday on Facebook, I kind of sent everybody to her blog. Yeah, so she's really, I can, I, I'm sorry that I missed that conversation. And that, that, I think, was one of the challenges of the unconference. A lot of people right. were... We're saying we're sort of echoing what I was feeling, um, and that is, oh, I want to go to all of them, <laughs> you know. And so, um, so that was. I mean, you can tell that you have an enthusiastic sort of participant base right. when, when everybody's like, you know, got a half ear on what's going on over there because they, you know, they'd really like to go to all of them. So, yeah, but it was really. I mean, it was really. Speaking of financing, I, I led a session later in the afternoon. Um, about not only sponsorships, but about, you know, creative financing a tiny house. When I started my build, <clears throat> I had no money either. And so I'd done a number of things. You know, I took some money out of the 401k, which, by the way, is this whole step of this whole series of steps and hoops you have to jump through to be able to do it. But it is possible. I did it. You know, I did some some flipping. I took projects, um, vintage RVs and furniture, and kind of flipped them and sold them for a profit. You know, I've done some. So we... So I led a session in the afternoon, which was really fun um, to be able to inspire other people that you can you can actually start a tiny house build with no money. I did, <laughs> and I'm you know I'm ninety three percent financed, and I would say about seventy percent done. And I started in September, so this is mm, almost wow. May. So, yeah. so it is possible. Although um, back to the financing thing, I have heard of. Um, Actually, uh, some credit unions, some kind of smallish, mm, you know, one or two branch kind mm -hmm. of credit unions. I think they have a little bit more flexibility, mm -hmm. and I think they can kind of write their own rules. Mm -hmm. right. and so, so I'm thinking that might be a, a, a quote unquote bank solution for the tiny house industry. I think so too. Um, Darren had said I, On Point was one of the ones that mm. was that had funded some of his customers. Oh, very cool! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've heard Is of that stuff he set up with them, or it just so happened that he knew that, or do you know? I don't know. All right. I don't know how it happened. Yeah. I think you're right. I think the big challenge becomes the completion insurance because one of the biggest challenges they're going to have is if it's a, what do they call it, T-H-O-W, which they're starting to call it now, which stands for Tiny House on Wheels, not thou. But anyway. <laughs> I think it's official um, that we have our own, like, with our own click now. It's a thing it's when you have, have our, our acronyms, yeah. yeah. But the challenge is when it's a Tiny House on Wheels and you're financing, it's like, well, it can just drive away. Yeah. Right? It's too easy. Well. They're hard to move, yes, but it's it's a challenge. I mean, like I know somebody in town who, uh, shall we say, reclaimed a coffee cart, right? Oh. Like somebody had bought it, oh. and they, they stopped they paying, and then all of a sudden the person was trying to move it around to keep it away, <laughs> and, and they did like a 5 a.m., you know. Repo. Repo. Yeah. And <laughs> coffee cart. But to that so, end, yeah. though, I mean, we've been, you know, again, we talk about this pretty extensively on Tiny House People, which is a really, really sort of interactive Facebook page. And to that end, 
so are cars and so are $150,000 RVs. Those yeah, yeah. are mobile. So there seems to be no sort of, you know, right. like a shortage of RV loans for people that want to spend six figures. So right, right. Yeah, I think it's point. really, again, <clears throat> it's sort of the responsibility of the movement mm-hmm. to to define. And we're kind of back to that identity crisis yeah. discussion, sort of what are they? What do they do? What can they be? Where yeah. do they go? Um, and, and making banks comfortable with what they are and, or, and, and helping or, them do their risk assessment. Yeah, yeah, one of the other solutions that we had talked about in this small group was instead of going to the banks, creating like a, I'm going to date myself, a mutual of Omaha type insurance um, co-op or yeah. owner, owner... REI um, co-op-y yeah, kind of co-op-y thing. Yeah, co-op thing where, yeah. where tiny houses come together and they pool their money and they create their own funding um, uh, so it was microfinance, microinsurance, yeah, micro yeah, yeah, all of that, of thing, yeah, really. yeah, yeah, like that, yeah, yep. And I think that the challenge with because you're right, RVs are covered and everything else. It's like, oh, okay, it's like that. It is, but the one thing that the banks, I think, if they dig deeper, could have a challenge with is, oh, you're going to live in this? Isn't that illegal? Right. Oh, right. Well, and the DIY, you know, right. The yeah, people yeah. that are building it themselves, right. and they're and they're really again, they aren't building codes, <clears> and so there's a fair amount of risk you you know associated with right. with living in yeah. a tiny, with building your own tiny house and taking it down the road, and so. Um, to that end, also we talked a little bit about insurance um, too. I mean, there's there is one company, Lloyd's of London, who actually carries a policy on tiny houses. And I, um, hmm. and the only thing, ironically, because I'm a DIY, because I'm building my own, the only thing that they require is that a um, a licensed electrician mm. send a little letter that says to whom it may concern. I looked at the electrical; it's good. I would live there. Sincerely, right. you know, license number, da 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 da. Yeah. Which I was really, that was fascinating to me because to me, a tiny house on wheels, it seems there's more risk associated with the structure of the of the house huh, right. than the electrical. But, but nonetheless, for what it's worth, they've sort of already done their risk assessment. But right. it's funny that you mentioned this. It's so interesting how this conversation has gone. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Darren had mentioned in our conversation about the safety concerns of tiny houses and. Um, he had mentioned that one of the issues the banks had was exactly that, the, the uh, uh, safety of tiny houses. Yeah, and yeah. he said one of the things that hasn't happened yet, which is bound to happen, is someone's going to die in their tiny house. And right. so he was like, when that happens, what's going to happen to the yeah. industry? Well, I'm far more concerned about them driving down the road, falling off the trailer, <laughs> and injuring other people. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I die in my own, you know, it's kind of like, well, I went I went down happy, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> and tiny. And, and tiny. And tiny. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I totally, totally. So um, yeah. what was your, uh, what, Mark, what was your aha moment? Like, did you... Did you have, like, a major aha moment uh, at the end conference? Well, part of it, I guess part of the aha moment, which you guys have, have really kind of touched on, too, was people kind of saying, what's the uh, um, what's the path? What's the roadmap? What's it look like? I mean, funny enough that, like, Lena Menard, you know, the first thing she did in everything to do with her tiny house, literally the first thing she did was buy a door. <laughs> Probably not the first thing most people are going to do, but part of that's the romanticism of tiny houses. Right, it's right. like, oh, that's what, that was a symbol, obviously, for her, symbolic. Right. But there's no, um, it's like the Internet. The first thing you learn about the Internet, then what are the 30 things you don't know about the Internet? The more you know, the more you realize what you don't mm-hmm. know. Right. And with tiny houses, it's like, well, what's that path look like? Like you said, the first decision, wheels, no wheels, that's a big one. Right. Because it's going to be a trailer or not. Right. Um, but even then, 
you know, in, in one of these discussions, it was like, but but don't let the trailer then be, you know, you need to figure out what kind of trailer to then figure out what kind of house. Right. right. You can't like, oh, we're going to, here's the house, here's the house, design, 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 and then say, well, but now we just need it on a 18-foot trailer rather than a 12. It's like, no, it doesn't work that No, way. it doesn't work that yeah, yeah. I so, learned that so the hard So understanding, way. so, and there is no, um, uh, uh, Cole and, and Lena and Joan were kind of talking about, like, maybe an app. What kind of tiny house do you need? You know, how many people are going to live there? And this and that and the other and that kind of thing. Oh, that would be cool. I haven't be, even thought yeah, of that. It would be very cool. Or, again, just a, you need a roadmap to understand kind of what the path is going to look like. Right. Yeah. Um, because so many people are first-time builders, buyers, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, Perry, aha moments? Aha moments I love on conferences. They are really inspiring. Cool. So had you been to one before? Oh, yeah, I've been to a couple couple of them, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. But this was the best. <laughs> but this was the best. <laughs> it was the most interesting, for yeah, sure. Yeah. This was yeah, the yeah. best. Yeah. All right. All right, well, we never have enough time. This is a good conversation. Thanks for uh, getting together today, and we'll see you next time. See you next see ya. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Tiny House Podcast. To find us online, go to tinyhousepodcast.com, where you will also find our show notes, if we remember to put them there. Our logo was designed by the amazing Carolyn Main. Our website is hosted by the gang at Sightcast. Our theme music is by Oma Studio. Please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, or whatever. You tiny house-loving bastard. Tiny House Podcast is probably made in Portland, Oregon.